0: Welcome back to the Sacred Penning Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. I'm a wife, mom, teacher, international best-selling author, and a transformative soul journaling practitioner. I've experienced and taught the power of this sacred practice for 24 years and journaled since the age of eight. Every Wednesday, we provide somatic, meditative inspiration and spirit-led prompts to pen your way to brighter days. Let's activate energetic discoveries together. It's all at your fingertips. Ready to get gritty? Let's dip in. Welcome back to the Joyful Journaling Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ray. We continue our summer sojourn today. We are reading from my memoir today, which I released in January, Embodying Joy, a Heart Journal, a memoir with journal space for body, mind, and spirit health, available on Amazon. Here is chapter one, documenting what's uniquely you, 2022. Is writing for an audience of one worth it? Ask eight-year-old me. Is writing for the rest of your life worth it? Ask 48-year-old me. Journaling saved my life. What can journaling do for you? I am no victim. I am a survivor. I choose joy. Choosing to write a memoir in the middle of a healing journey was a bold and brave step. As an individual who had been diagnosed with social anxiety, general anxiety, depression, and PTSD over the years, this is one way I continue to fight for my joy. I write. And my medical staff has cleared me of the labels along the way. Here is the documentation of the people and stories that helped me stay alive, that brought me moments of joy, that helped me continue to beckon, Abundant peace and joy, our birthright joy, before all the trauma, before all the stories told us, as we all seek the currency of home and true north within. Thanks to a good look within, I am healing and a reliable narrator of my own life. I chose to document truth and I embody my integrity now. Documenting has always played an important role in my life. Besides my journals, Another important piece of paper, one of the departing gifts I was given by my birth parents, was ownership to a deed, the deed to my life in official document form, my original certificate of live birth. The only one I had previously known had a name I was not given at birth, a new and adoptive name, although it holds great symbolic significance, paying homage to the man who would adopt and raise me, my adoptive father, and to my maternal grandfather, Somehow, I still felt stripped of some homage to the woman who had put her life on pause so young, simply to give me the gift of life itself. Teresa was 19 and unable to handle me physically, mentally, emotionally, or financially. She was too young. Therefore, I was raised by a loving family, yet I would always reach toward my essence, who my birth mother dreamed me to be. Call me by my name. But what is it? According to the Adoption Network, there are several factors to consider when naming a child who is adopted, quote, safety, the child's age, pronunciation and spelling, right of passage for parents, and compromises, End quote. I never knew why my name was changed, but simply knowing it had been changed made me question everything about who I am from a very early age. It really threw me off, According to the Adoption Network's research, quote, there are many things the adoptive family should consider when naming their newly adopted child, but ultimately the naming process should involve joy. End quote. I hope my adoptive parents found joy in renaming me, for I have beckoned joy ever since I knew I had been documented differently, and thus finding what was true about myself had been a lifelong quest until the age of forty three. My birth father would never really tell me why my birth mother chose the name Rebecca Lynn. Once I had even asked one of my birth mother's best friends my birth name's origin story, and she had no answers for me. I know full well why Michelle Ray was chosen, though. Michelle is my adoptive father's name, Michael, feminized, and Ray is my paternal grandfather's name, Raymond Ray, feminized. My adoptive mother chose her father, and her husband at the time, as my full name, Michelle Ray. I take pride in the origins, but I originated from elsewhere. The womb of a woman I will never know and may have to wait until meeting in heaven to get the full scoop and full story with. Somewhere in between is me, yet Rebecca has resonated with me more truly since the first time the name was shared with me. So this is what I've decided to keep until I meet up with both of my mothers in heaven. During my senior year of high school, I took an elective class toward graduation credits, psychology. Part of the class was tracing our developmental history from birth to 18. To me, the project felt painful. It jarred my family. Yet I finally retrieved more answers about my own existence. I hadn't asked many questions since I was little after all. It upset my adoptive mother greatly whenever I asked. This time, though, I saw the papers. The social worker had shared these papers with my parents, and this is when I heard it again, baby Rebecca. That baby had once been me. I was determined when I was on my own, I would find them. I would find the people who gave me up for adoption, and I would find out whose arms I had rested in as baby Rebecca. I retrieved my full birth name early one morning during a trip I made back to New York from Colorado. I'm convinced my birth mother's spirit intuitively led me to it. There it was, hiding in stacks of papers, manila envelopes, in a solid white travel crate. Finally, thank you, Mom Teresa. The morning my adoptive mother Karen celebrated one of her last birthdays before cancer took her, that crate was in plain view. I'd been looking for it for years. I deserve to know the truth. Two documents, two names, same live birth stuck in an identity crisis until I turned the key, granting my essence its freedom. I am me. I am. That day I chose essence over name, my true coming of age, a new baptism, so to say. That mid-autumn day, I chose a new name. Call me by my essence, where I come from, my source, I am. I was meant to color outside the lines and sing my own song. I choose my own words and I pen my own legacy. I am Becca Ray. call me by my name. Let's ground ourselves and do some breathing to center ourselves for our journaling prompt today. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Today's journal prompt. What is the name I call my essence? And what legacy do I want to leave? Again. What is the name I call my essence? And what is the legacy... I Want to Leave, you can journal to the beautiful, soothing, unconditional love track by Masood Taj that I provide here, or you can jump over to the Spotify playlist that goes with this book, Embodying Joy, a Heart Journal on Spotify. And today's track is number three, Big Daddy Weave's Audience of One. Joyful journaling to you. Did you discover about what you would call your essence and your own legacy? I had many different thoughts going through my mind as I was writing this book, and I was also desperately searching for healing in the process as I wrote. The book delivered. I still call my essence I am, I still call my essence Becca Ray. The legacy I want to leave is vulnerability and transformational healing. One of my values is growth. I love watching and hearing stories about people's growth. I would love to hear yours too. Feel free to DM me on Instagram and share your interactions with this book. By the way, this journal prompt is special just for this reading of the audiobook version of Embodying Joy, a heart journal. Have a great week. Until next time on our summer sojourn, many blessings to you.